Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. It's been a minute. Gab and I, well, one of us is probably frozen, and the other one is enjoying the balmy weather in Portland. It's actually, what, pretty cold in Portland? It is pretty cold in Portland. I'm actually up in Seattle. Oh, deep in enemy territory. I am. They pay me to come up here, though. What are you drinking? I am drinking polar seltzer. It is blood orange lemonade. I had a blood orange Pellegrino. Pellegrino? 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 What? Pellegrino? Yes. I just saw the Pella and the in in my brain. Um, I had one of those for lunch, but now I am drinking water. I didn't overdo it this weekend, but I am now that all of my soccer is over for 2018. I'm trying to go back on a little bit of a health kick. Um, so it'll be it'll be water and juice for a little while, I think. Sometimes that juice might have vodka in it, but you know. I'm uh Polar is really cranking out the high end seltzers here. I have three different seltzer flavor cans on my desk right now. We've got the blood orange lemonade, we have the blueberry lemonade, personal favorite, and I have a empty bottle of raspberry lime. Oh my god. Are you still uh all about the cliff bars? Uh yeah, sort of. Um <laughs> I probably should have had one cliff bar instead of the six macarons I ate today. <laughs> I went out for lunch, right? There's a great deli around the corner from my neighborhood. They have cheap, cheap sandwiches that are super good. There's a bakery across the street where they have macarons. I was like, I'll stop in. I'll get one macaron. That'll be my dessert. And the girl at the counter was like, you want six, right? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Oh, was she cute? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I was really looking at the macarons in the display case. (laughs) Okay. Were the macarons cute? Yes, I got eggnog, uh, chocolate and marshmallow, like a s'mores macaron, and salted caramel. And which, how many have you had so far? Oh, I ate all six. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So which, <laughs> one was your fav- which one was your favorite? Um, the s'mores macaron was baked best. Uh, it had the nice kind of shell, the crunch, but soft as I like cut through it, um, but not too soft. But the salted caramel and chocolate ones tasted the best. The eggnog one was like just pure sugar. So there's no well, complexity. Isn't that, isn't that exactly what you're eating though is pure sugar? But I'm also wanting a little bit more complexity than just pure sugar. I'm not, you know, that simple. If Aren't I wanted, they basically just uh, cotton candy, but in like a firmer form? If I wanted pure sugar, I would go to the kitchen and get a spoonful of pure sugar and just eat it. Do you ever do that? No, although I've heard that's a cure for hiccups. Really? Yeah, but I got that from a Calvin and Hobbes comic, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should don't. spend a day just trying to disprove Calvin and Hobbes. Like, so we'll have to induce hiccups somehow. We will induce hiccups. Let's hop on sleds and just go down hills really, really fast. Are you... I get the bad feeling you're Hobbes and I'm Calvin. (laughs) 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 Like, I would... Uh, I hope I'm Susie Durkin, but I know I'm not. (laughs) You are not Susie Durkin. Oh, my God. I want to read Calvin and Hobbes now. I just... Maybe maybe that's what I'll do over my Christmas break. I have 12 days off work. Wow. And, have... uh, and I am trying to pick out what movies I want to watch, what TV shows I want to watch. Yeah. 
I'm just going to hob it up for 12 days and it's going to be glorious. I have the, and maybe, maybe I'll just marathon Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. I have the complete Calvin and Hobbes collection. They sold them in these beautiful hardbound volumes with like, uh, you know, introductions and like extra watercolors, I think from Bill Watterson. I don't know where it is right now. Cause I'm a pack rat. And <laughs> well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll look it up and see if the library has one. Yeah, the library where you can read for free. Where you can read for free. I'm I'm trying to use the library more often. I I am also a pack rat and but I also like to buy the books and I am running out of space. So library is is the thing for me. Yeah, I love hardback copies, but obviously I'm running out of space. I'm trying to donate all the books that I haven't read in a couple of years. Um, it's not going great, but I've, I've kind of transitioned to Kindle. It's not as satisfying, but it is saving me a lot of space. I, yeah, I don't Kindle. I lose things and I lost a Kindle on the way to Orlando. Granted, I was dealing with a lot of stress of the final, uh, and I was dealing with a lot of drinks in first class. Oh boy. And I left my Kindle on the plane and Alaska Airlines never found it or returned it to me. So now I am not responsible enough to own a Kindle. I just use the Kindle app on my phone because I keep track of my phone like I would keep track of an actual child that I created out of my own flesh. Well, I dropped my phone in dunk tanks, so that wouldn't help me either. Oh my god. Do you want to know the latest book that I bought on my Kindle is? uh erotica <laughs> nope it's a lesbian romance novel called snow angel it was recommended like on a list of best books and i gotta stop buying these because i'll see like these best of <laughs> like these te- top 10 uh lesbian books that you should buy for winter or whatever and they'll inevitably be bad it's like oh I'm... they're absolutely trashy and bad and we love them for it um i uh, my dirty little secret is I my Kindle was full of erotica. <laughs> That's healthy, though, right? Because it is. It is. But it was one of those things I was like, I don't actually want to have this book on my bookshelf. <laughs> so I'm going to buy uh... the digital copy. So I'm sure if I go into Amazon, I can probably still. Yeah, find just it download it from the cloud. Exactly. Like the cloud. The cloud is going to tell all my dirty. It's not that secrets. it's trashy. It's that it's badly written. Like the the dialogue is stilted and awkward, and the characters are overblown and well, too broadly drawn. And I'm like, I wasted five dollars on this. I could have like, with two more dollars, I could have gotten a meatball parm from the deli and got a lot more satisfaction out of that than this book. With That's apologies to the author of Snow Angel, who I'm sure you know put a lot of work into it, but oh my god, what if the author follows our podcast? Oh no, like I highly doubt it. But oh no, well you know we we get some surprise followers. Yes, uh, to move things right along into women's soccer, we did notice that the newly named head coach of the Houston Dash, James Clarkson followed us on Twitter shortly after the news originally broke, but before the official announcement. James, if you're listening, please try not to take it too personally when we discuss Houston's decision within the context of the larger world of women getting jobs at, like, in high-level coaching positions. 
Well, and we're going to be really critical of you as a coach and uh, seeing what moves you make, but it all is coming from a place of, I, I was going to say love, but um, it's, it's coming from a place of criticism. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be critical. That could be the name of every episode. It's actually coming from a place of criticism. Yeah, we're just going to bitch about everything. But, you know, with good reason, but it's still going to be from a place of criticism. Right. All right, so let's just jump right in. Houston Dash named new head coach, finally, a month before the draft, so maybe better than some other teams. Uh, they brought on James Clarkson, who used to run the Houston Dynamo Academy. He's got a lot of youth stuff in his resume, apparently. There's a PDL affiliate team called Brazos Valley Cavalry FC uh, that he was head coach. What I'm not seeing on this resume is head coaching at a pro level or coaching a lot of women. We'll see. So not specific to him, but in general, it does suck that men very often get these opportunities without putting in the same dues that a woman has to in order to be considered competent like consider his predecessor vera powell she had to run national teams before she could come like be considered a candidate here yeah well you know i think part of that is um vera powell yes uh i'm wondering how many female coaches do we have that are eligible who haven't already coached in this league just period that is an interesting question like does that mean women should be similarly, similarly like moderately qualified women should be getting the same chances? Or should we be looking at more qualified candidates regardless of gender? Like, I think you, I, I at least would have fewer complaints if this were a male coach, if he had more qualifications. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It's it's not necessarily just that it's a man getting the opportunity. It's an inexperienced man getting the opportunity. And inexperienced men get way more opportunities than inexperienced women. And I get that in order to get experience, you have to get the job in the first place. At some point, you're going to have to hire somebody who, you know, hasn't run five national teams and gotten a championship or whatever. At some point, that's just going to have to happen. Like, look at Mark Parsons, although he was kind of putting in the time as an assistant coach. Like right. with uh, the spirit, uh, it makes me it makes me wonder how far and wide did Houston search? Did anybody reach out to Houston to say, "Hey, I want that job"? Like, how did he get the job? Was it a headhunter? Was he just on the horn with them saying, uh, "Pick me, pick me, pick me"? Like, there's just so many there are so many factors at play there. Um, something that I do really like about what. NWL or U.S. Soccer is doing in trying to get uh, a lot of our, I think they're women's national team veterans uh, coaching licenses. The other thing that I'm worried about is it's the other side of the equation. Which, so his bio on the Dash press release says he's lived in Houston for more than 20 years. What if the salary and benefits they're offering are not competitive enough? <laughs> to get anyone to move to Houston 
or if they're not already in Texas. So it's a combination of, all right, what networks did you look at? Did you just go with recommendations from the same old guys? So, you know, white men tend to recommend other white men because they know other white men. And on the other side of the equation, did you have the resources to look at other networks? Did you want to, you know, give those resources to the women's team? I, I wish we knew the answers to all of that. If anybody does know, I mean, Coach Clarkson, he follows us now, so. If you want to explain to us how you got the job, we would love to know. That's a sincere offer, by the way, actually. Coach Clarkson, if you want to come on the show and talk about the hiring process and your plans for the Dash and your approach to coaching women, feel free. Just, you know, sign to those DMs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the kids say. I'm like, he's an older man. He probably doesn't know what slide into those DMs means. I mean, but maybe Tom Sermani does, so I should judge. Tom is like a master with the, uh, not just the emojis, but like the advanced level emojis, right? What are they I'm called? pretty con- convinced that he doesn't actually run his own Twitter account. Do you know who's like the meme lord now? Is Arnim Whistler. Really? He's suddenly like the most social media competent of all the uh, NWSL owners or coaches, in my opinion. Well, Merritt Paulson was pretty good. Yeah, but he's retired. Well, in theory. In theory. I'm I'm still waiting for somebody to figure out which sock account is really his. Parrot Molson? Parrot Molson. One of us is going to have to make that account before someone else snatches it up. Fuck. I can't run another social media. Wait, I'm looking it up. I struggle with my own. Oh, that's the new uh, domain that we have to own. Parrot Molson. Uh, Nope, doesn't exist yet. All right, go grab it. I'm going to have to make a parrotmolson at gmail.com first. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, 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 do you think that Gmail ever runs out of, uh, like, do you think that there's a limit to the number of Gmail accounts one can have? From a certain IP, maybe. I'm not From a sure. certain IP or like, you know how they always make you uh, uh, give uh, a, like a master email or a master phone number or something like that? I am zero tech savvy. So Arnon Whistler could probably tell us. Absolutely. We should. Hey, Arnon, slide into our DMs if you uh, if you want to explain this to us. I, this podcast is always open to Arnon Whistler. Always. Anytime you want, bro. Talk about Chicago, you know, the food, the lifestyle. Are you lifestyle. going to the draft? Yeah, I'm going to the draft. You should uh, interview somebody. Oh, maybe I will. Maybe I will go to the draft and, uh, you know, try to write stories about women's soccer. No, I mean interview <laughs> Arnim for our podcast, damn it. Oh, for Two Drunk Fans specifically. Do a fun one. Instead of a working one. I'm sure Arna would be up for five minutes answering questions from Two Drunk Fans correspondent Steph Young. Exactly. In the field. (laughs) One drunk fan in the field. Yeah. I I interviewed Mark Parsons like two years ago. Yeah, that's true. we, We can do this. So I guess we're just waiting for NWSL news. Like, obviously, there's still two teams, no coach. That's... Orlando and uh, Washington Spirit. Uh-huh. They've got about a month left. Draft's January 10th. Yeah. So pull your shit together, guys. Pull it together. Who's going to make decisions at the draft? 
fan vote. <laughs> oh my god, could Twitter you vote. Could you imagine fan vote? Like for us to draft this defender, retweet for us to draft this goalkeeper. Oh no, it's just polls. Just polls, yeah. Just polls. Like who to just take in the Meg, first round? Meg is just creating a ton of polls. That's like vote for who do you think Washington Spirit should take first. No, the teams themselves are running the polls. The league would probably be trying like Billio to stop them. Like oh, we don't think this is a good idea, guys. Please don't. <laughs> please, please, please don't do this. I have. I mean, way to get visibility on the draft, though. That that social media interaction. Yeah, the numbers would be so major, great for one points. day. Major points, major points, right there. Um, I have been thinking a lot about uh, letting, and this is a you know bad decision, but uh, letting Twitter make some life choices for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I usually have those thoughts about drink number five or six, um, and that those thoughts fade. But it would basically be the equivalent of that for an NWSL team. Mm. Let social media guide you. They should also have social media vote on FC Barcelona in Los Angeles. I'm sure that'll turn out well. Like the other thing that you and I talk about in the offseason is always expansion. And there's renewed rumors about Barcelona wanting in. Although they're more than rumors now, right? Because uh-huh. um, this was uh, from Ian Thomas in Sports Business Daily reporting that Barca still wants an NWSL team. But it has to be called FC Barcelona. And they have to wear the exact same uniform as like the actual Barcelona team. That's a brand right there. Which, yeah, I understand like that's a very powerful brand, but I can understand the league being hesitant. Like this is an American league and we can't, we don't want it to look like nine American teams and one Spanish team. Why Why wouldn't we? Why would we say no to that? Why would you say no to that? I don't know. And it's not like there's a uniform conflict because Barca is also a Nike team. Right. I mean, they would have a custom kit. No big deal. Um, Maybe there's worries that they'd, like, invest and get tired like previous investors and, like, pull out. It's not small time. It's, like, big time, guys, too. We look at, like, the L.A. Soul with, what was it, Anschutz? Phil Anschutz? Yeah, I'm thinking of Phil Anschutz. And, like, they got tired after one year and left i mean obviously this league would probably be smarter and be like okay if you want to sign up you are locked into a minimum five-year deal i don't know yeah you're you're locked into a minimum five-year deal and you have to have some sort of exit plan yeah i don't know if they have the power to demand that in a contract like if anyone with real money coming in would like seriously take that offer they'd be like no maximum three years Although would I, you, would you I take... would I would not bad an eye at, at them joining the NWSL. Would I you... think LA needs a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like for it to not be an LAFC team. I, as much as I love Mia Ham, I just I I I think that it would be a positive move. It would be an infusion of a lot of cash, right? Like the conversation then would have to be how much does it cost to buy an NWSL team? And Barca probably being able to quickly establish good rapport with a big Hispanic community. Yep. And it makes me also wonder, uh, like, how would they how would they treat their different teams then? Is one team a premier team and the other team is lower level? Are they both premier teams? Is this giving an opportunity for players who sign for one club the option to play anywhere? 
Would you take three guaranteed years of Barcelona being an NWSL if, like, after the third year it was uncertain? I would take five. I think I would take five as well. Three is a little too tenuous for me. Yeah, I would take five because then you're getting two World Cup cycles. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And I think teams have to survive a World Cup cycle. Like, that's what's making me super nervous about this upcoming year mm-hmm. is, oh, well, I'm, I'm nervous about a lot of things, but one of them being World Cup cycle. And the fact that U.S. soccer, I mean, we didn't have this on the agenda, but how hard is U.S. soccer fucking NWSL right now? Ten game friendly schedule, including games outside of the FIFA calendar. There's maybe and, like and they're they're pulling players for like a month and a half camp before the World Cup. Yeah, Jill Ellis confirmed that she wants to have a camp in Europe before the World Cup, maybe not in France, but somewhere in Europe, and then they'll transition to France to set up camp for like NWSL players. This is going to be very similar to um, remember in 2011 when players came back from the World Cup and they played like maybe a match. Yeah. Oh, God. So before, there's maybe like a two or three week window early in the season where conceivably national team players could be with their clubs. But first of all, I think U.S. soccer is going to be like, you injure them, you're done. Like, (laughs) it's way beyond you break it, you bought it. Like, you're so fucked if you injure any of these players in a World Cup year. And then second of all, the players themselves not wanting to be like, okay, I come... I put in, you know, two or three weeks of work and then I'm out again. They, So, I, yeah, I don't know how they want to manage the physical fitness side of that. And it also makes me wonder, I mean, so the other shit that we're contending with in a World Cup year is not having a firm roster until like six weeks before the tournament starts. So Jill is going to be, she better be, I mean, she might not be given her track record of cycling players, but she better be looking at a lot of different players next year. And that's going to further fuck NWSL. So I want to say FIFA rule is you have to submit the roster you want to bring like 45 days in advance or something like that. That's six weeks. Yeah. Uh, So... It begins early June, so we should know late April, right? In theory, yeah. So, and then she believes is late February, early March, and then the two April games are versus Australia and Belgium. You think we'll know the final roster after she believes, or she'll wait until after we play Australia and Belgium to make a decision? If I'm recalling the way U.S. soccer did it for the men's side, and hopefully they do. I, God, what am I even thinking? The men didn't play in the World Cup. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, I, I, what am I thinking that U.S. Soccer made like a big freaking deal, like national broadcast of something? The other thing is, what are you going to learn about someone in two games in early April that's going to make you go, "Yes, I made a mistake. That person should be on the World Cup roster." I just unless I, unless someone just blows what, Jill what out of the water. Prove to me that Jill Ellis learns, as opposed to like stumbles her way into succeeding. Yeah, as opposed to I can't. these women are are trained, and it's imprinted on every ounce of their being that they can find a way to win. And she stumbles her way in, and then you know some players kind of go on a hot streak, so she's able to ride that success. 
or some players just get fucking injured and she is able to luck into somebody else stepping up to the challenge. I, can't I think we'll know basically who she wants after she believes. I think we know oh. probably 80% of the roster right now already. Well, yeah, but I mean, Nike, it predetermines a lot of that. <laughs> back to Barca. The oh, other thing. Oh, that... we want to go all the way back. Yeah, well, I, you know, just to drag it back to the original train of thought here. The other thing I would, I don't know. So this could be a good or bad thing, depending on your point of view. I think the addition of Barcelona and all their Barca cash is they're going to accelerate the haves versus have-nots situation in the league. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, how much longer can the have-nots survive? Exactly. So it may be a good thing. It'll be painful if a team gets cut out or, best-case scenario, I hope acquired instead of folding. I would much rather a team getting acquired rather than straight-out folding. So who are the have-nots at this point? You and I both know Sky Blue is probably number one in most people's minds. Yep. But I think Seattle might might kind of be in a place where they're thinking like, okay, as a, an independent, basically, um, are we going to be able to keep up with the Barces of the world? Are they making enough money in Seattle to be able to do that? And then... I, I, I don't know. I mean... At the end of the day, who would acquire the rain? And then I I wonder if maybe Houston, yes, they have MLS backing, but how much longer um, are the Dynamo going to be interested in them? Because there's so much, to be fair, anecdotal evidence that the Dynamo just don't run the dash well because they don't care enough. I don't know. Maybe so, this is another reason so, to talk to Arnhem in the draft. It's like, we didn't include Chicago in the have-nots. What's the deal? Why do we all perceive Chicago to be doing okay? Right. Like, um. So let's talk about acquisition. Yes. I love to talk about acquisition. <laughs> let's talk about the low-hanging fruit, the sky blue. Okay. Who, what, what happens to sky blue? So, obviously, the big name that's always floated in terms of acquisition is Red Bulls. And we know that there might have been talks a couple years ago, but Red Bulls passed at the time. Maybe now it's looking better and better. Maybe Phil Murphy is willing to, like, remove some barriers to acquisition as Sky Blue becomes more of a millstone around his neck, politically. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um... Keep up the pressure, Cloud9. Yeah, Cloud9 has really stayed on schedule with this stuff. Dude, those scheduled tweets are amazing. It doesn't seem like Sky Blue particularly is looking to be acquired. Just that's a sense I got from talking to Tony Novo. There seemed to be a sense of, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're doing fine. It's fine. Although... Very Ross Geller. I, I'll... fine. To be totally fair, like, if things weren't fine, he certainly wouldn't be telling me, like, nah, things are awful. We really want to look for a buyer. We so... need to get him drunk and put him on this podcast. <laughs> Two drunk fans and one drunk GM. Just slide into our DMs, yo. I don't think they're going to be letting Tony Novo speak to me again anytime soon. Probably not. No, I'm sure he's on lockdown. Yeah. I'm sure you're on lockdown. You should try to go to a game next year. 
I think I would want to follow Cloud9's lead on whatever they want to do next year for games. If they're talking the about, like, yeah, boycotting, then it's like, okay, I don't want to cross the picket line. Yeah. I, I wonder if boycotting means going to the stadium. They've they've talked about basically rocking up to the parking lot, tailgating, and, like, supporting outside <laughs> without actually having to pay for a ticket to go inside. I mean, we, we the uh, in Portland, we talked about potentially doing that uh, for um when the team plays in north carolina Mm -hmm. well also there's a chain link fence around the field it's not hard to just go press your little face up against that fence and watch the game from outside it's also not hard to get a pickup truck and sit in the tailgate yeah they also joked about there's some story i think in england about a guy who was banned from his club's ground so he rented like a cherry picker and parked it on the street right outside the stadium and then, you know, stood in the basket and watched the game there. And they're like, yeah, maybe we'll just rent a, a group size cherry picker. That would be amazing. <laughs> hot air balloon. Just rent a hot air balloon and oh, hover. Oh, yeah. Or they could uh, hire, they could get a, a drone that has streaming and they just fly it over the field and stream it to a, a TV in the parking lot. Yes. All sorts of high tech options. I mean, the match is streaming, so just sit in the parking lot and stream it. So when the Timbers Army w- went to or- uh, Atlanta this weekend, um, I actually looked into, like, they have tailgating companies that have full-on trailers that have, like, cake taps and TVs and, like, warming stations and all this different crap wow. for tailgates. And I'm like, oh, that's swank. It's a nicer like, trailer than Sky Blue got for their players. A heated bathroom at your tailgate. I could heat any bathroom at a tailgate. Just give me a minute to start a fire by the porta potties. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> I was like, that is disgusting. Oh, wait, my brain just went to the disgusting spot. Um, I could heat any bathroom. Oh, really? So that was NWSL in the off season. We haven't really been hit with trades. Oh, except Seattle Rain signed uh, a rocket scientist. Yeah, they did. And she better fix out how to fucking fix the plumbing. She better... What? Did what? Yeah, I'm sure... She better, she better figure out how to fix the plumbing at Memorial. An aerospace engineering degree is transferable to being an industrial level plumber. Uh, if she can fucking build rocket ships, yes, yes, it we is. We don't even know if her specialty is, like, dealing with rockets. She could be, like, building probes and shit or whatever. Building probes, huh? Yeah, or... What is she, what is she probing? Mars. Oh, she's probing Mars. Yeah, dude. We just oh. sent, we just sent a new, like, uh, rover. Oh, probe, a probing rover? Yeah, Mars Insight. The Insight oh, it's a, Lander, but it's a it's a probing rover. Yeah, I don't know if it's like technically a rover. All the news articles call it like a lander. It's a probing lander. Mm. Interesting. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the World Cup draw? Sure. Seems like that might be the biggest kind of news item in women's soccer that we should be talking about the women's world cup draw uh maybe maybe that's the whole reason we chose to record this week yeah we were waiting until the world cup draw yeah all right so first of all did you watch the world cup draw ceremony 
No, I was fucking hungover on an airplane going to oh, Atlanta. Oh, right. Well, it was, they had this little introduction thing where a bunch of dancers came out and danced on, like, a, a projected soccer field. And it looked like um, someone had written a, a community play about soccer. And this was, like, the interpretive dance number introducing the play. Oh, my God. Soccer via interpretive dance? Um, the dancers were very good. It and I I guess it's kind of nice to see FIFA bringing the same fucking pomp and circumstance to the women's game as the men's. On the other hand, just fucking pull the balls out of the bowls and tell me who the United States has to play. Was Shakira there? Shakira was not there. Oh, I want Shakira to be there. I want her to sing that song about Brazil. That was such a good song. <laughs> no, Africa. It wasn't Brazil. It was Africa. Did they have a pop pop star there performing any sort of anthem? I don't think so. They played then, some cool then intro they're videos. not treating it the same. Oh. I need I need Justin Bieber singing "Sorry" as the anthem for FIFA in France. They should have gotten like Haley Kiyoko. Remember how they got Tegan and Sarah to do the opening ceremony at the 2015 Women's World Cup? Oh my God, that was my favorite. I can't believe we were so close to all of that we got to go to a tegan and sarah concert and then watch a women's soccer game that's like (laughs) it's like when you're on a dating site you like describe your perfect date (laughs) (laughs) and we went together gross (laughs) so the united states got thailand chile and sweden oh my god oh my god i can't yes you're absolutely right we went to a tegan and sarah concert and then watched women's soccer in Canada. In Canada. Um, and then States. we went to the diviest of dive bars that felt like a strip mall. I don't remember anything that happened after the game. No, maybe we did. Did we do that before? We might have done that before. I have such big gaps in my memory. <laughs> oh, Canada wasn't that long ago. So the I United States. Did, I think we went out to the dive bar afterwards. I really, like, I can barely, you know me, I don't remember what happened in my life day to day from like last remember week. we recorded all those mini podcasts yes i remember those especially from and like now, your and you don't count them towards our total because they were special episodes <laughs> i don't care they were still episodes it's like when there's a doctor who christmas special doesn't count in like the when they're doing the seasons and stuff do they put it on the dvd people don't do dvds anymore gab do they put it in on the the series on netflix i don't think doctor who's on netflix Okay, do they put it on whatever streams Doctor Who? If you go in and you're like, I want to stream season 37 of Doctor Who, does that Christmas special show up? I have no idea. Whatever. I still think we've done more podcasts because of all those minis, but whatever. I don't, I'm not the official counter. Mm. So the United States is bopping around the north of France. We've got Thailand and Rheims, I guess, June 11th, Chile and Paris, June 16th. And Sweden in the Hav, June twentieth. Hav, Hav, Le Hav, Le Havre. I'm really, really, really gonna enjoy you speaking French all of next year. The French are not gonna enjoy me speaking <laughs> French next year. Do you think we have people in France who listen to our podcast? God, I hope not. If we do, can you slide into our DMs? Voulez-vous <laughs> slide into votre DMs? <laughs> Watch! Oh, imagine our our DMs are gonna blow up. In French. In French, we're gonna have to hit translate this. Just gotta work that Duolingo. I gotta start, man. I gotta start something. 
What will help me best is probably reading like uh, some YA French books to kind of get back into, you know, the (laughs) sentence construction and all that stuff. (laughs) I have the basics. J'ai le basics. (laughs) J'ai le basics. I can say crepe. Crepe? Crepe. Crepe? Like a thing you use to carry other things around? No, uh, like the the food, crepe, crepe, like a grape, but a grape, grape, C R A P E. That's not what. Never mind. Whatever. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. They'll be used to Americans. I'll get asked, "Are you an? Are you participating in the World Cup?" Just like I did when I got when I went to Canada. <laughs> I just gotta figure out what country I'm from. Canada. I'll probably be from Canada. I think I'll get a lot of uh, Chinois. Eh? No? Japonais? Korean? And I'll be like, no, Crepe. no, no. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm just going to watch um, um, uh, Midnight in Paris. I want to, I want to, re- oh, no, that's a Woody Allen movie. Never mind. Why do men ruin the best things? They create and ruin the best things. Maybe Amelie? Amelie. There you go. Mm. Charming mm. French. That that has now made it onto my Christmas break, holiday break, movie marathon, where I'm just gonna get disgusting in my in my shoebox. I'm also trying to listen to uh Harry Potter audiobooks in French and then I'll read along in English. Um for some how reason. does your how does your brain process that shit it just does it helps me it helps me associate the english word with the french word that i'm hearing you're so talented it's just how my brain works with languages i know i'm saying you're so talented like that is awesome Mm, we'll see we'll see if it doesn't like fuck me up in france somehow mentally you're, you're just going to be asking like about Hogwarts and it's, Wizards. It's going to be a lot of like fr- franglais. Spells. A lot of franglais. Beaucoup de franglais. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe the World Cup is coming up. So USA Sweden. That's the that's the big the big yeah, draw. That's the big one. Play, like if, right? I think we need to be honest with ourselves. Thailand and Chile. Like Thailand is not going to beat us. Chile could be fun, but based on the last time we played them and we beat them, I think five nothing. Yes, we beat Chile four to nothing in September. Ah, uh, man, the World Cup it it can be it can get crazy. Yeah. So things we should get out of group, even if we lose to Sweden. I think we're kind of guaranteed six points here, right? I so, actually kind of like that we're playing Sweden in group and not have the potential to play Sweden in semifinal. Right. So we're F one. F is for fun. If we F1. win Group F, according to the revised FIFA schedule that they released instead of the incorrect one. I like that you said revised and not the correct. <laughs> F1 plays the second place team from B in round of 16. Who do you think that'll be? Um, group B is Germany, China, Spain, and South Africa. I think your top two teams there are Germany and Spain, although China, obviously, I think China will be right there. Group B could be a group of chaos, in my opinion. Somebody could knock Germany out of first. Watch South Africa. They're going to have one really, really good game, but we have no idea which one's going to be. Yeah. 
they get to pick which one. So we could conceivably play Germany in the round of 16. I think that's a worst case scenario. Mm. Right. I just got, I just got heartburn. <laughs> I hadn't um, thought of that until just now. If we come second in Group F, we play the second place team in Group E. Group E is Canada, Cameroon, New Zealand, Netherlands. I think Group E, we're looking at Canada, Netherlands at the top. Yeah. But you never know when New Zealand is going to have a bonkers game either. And Cameroon, like South Africa, could like pick one good game to have out of the three. You just don't Tom know. Sermani, Tom Sermani is going to bring it to Canada. Tom Sermani, it's exactly the kind of team that he likes to build. A bunch of younger players, you know, not exactly entrenched like the United States. It's an environment where he thrives. It is an environment where he thrives, and they're just coming off of a shit coach. So they're going to love him. Group E, like, conceivably, we could play Canada in round 16, too. <laughs> so we're either playing Germany or Canada. I am now really stressed out. I mean, I would say more realistically, we win F, and then we play second place Group B, which will be Spain or China. I want it to be China. That's my realistic prediction. And then, but I don't want Vera to... Yeah. Vero. Vero? 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 Vero. Vero. There we go. I can't believe I forgot her name. Brain farts. Brain queef. Brain queef. How did the air get there? (laughs) Oh my god, that's the episode title. How did the air get there? The air up there. (laughs) The air up there. And so just to... I'm not going to go all the way into semifinals, but... So let's assume we win round of 16, right? Uh, sure. Winner of our game would play the winner of 1A versus third place of C, D, or E. And I think 1A, group A is France, South Korea, Norway, Nigeria. I think that's likely to be France. So we yep. could hit France in quarters. <laughs> so, so pick your poison. Germany or Canada in round of 16, France in quarterfinals. A lot of Pepto. And Jill Ellis is still our head coach. A lot of stress eating. Carly Lloyd is still on the squad. We don't have Hope Solo this time. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it now. Don't worry about it now. Just worry about the 10 games and the players staying healthy. That's our main focus right now, emotionally. The 10, the ten games, the players staying healthy, the survival of NWSL, our team's going to fold, our team's going to buy in. If they buy in, is NWSL competent enough to charge a new franchise enough and make them sign a contract that says, yeah, we'll be around for five years. Where the fuck are Seattle rain going to play when Memorial gets renovated? We've got the next games. Actually, they're going to be fun. They're away January, France and Spain. Well, us, us women's national team are over there fucking getting into the brain of France. I'm going to try and not worry as much as I can during kind of this upcoming holiday break because once 2019 starts, the worrying's going to start all over again. Well, let's keep our ear to the ground. And if more women's soccer news breaks, let's record during the holiday break. Oh, my God. I can be day drunk. Oh, my God. We can record and be day drunk. We could record at, like, a decent time. It's fairly decent it's only 9 p.m east coast time right now for once true uh, usually it's midnight yeah um but yeah hopefully hopefully some more woso news hits uh hopefully uh, a couple teams get coaches 
that'd be nice. Oh, uh, I asked for listener questions. Do you want to hit those so we can close out this episode? Yeah, let's do it rapid fire, though. Okay. At MLFRSR, Mel asks, are either of you going to France next summer? See. Si. Duh. You didn't, you didn't answer. Duh. Oh, duh. <laughs> if so, any non-soccer plans, activities you're looking forward whilst over there? Yeah, eating and drinking copious amounts of good French shit. Uh, same. I think also sleeping. Um, I'm going to enjoy sleeping. Uh, I'm going to enjoy people watching. Um, I hope to enjoy, uh, some adult activities, um, and I'm going to enjoy, um, I might try driving. That might be fun. Oh, we can rent like a little Peugeot or something. Right. I don't know what that is, and but tour yeah. the French countryside. Oh la la. I'm, I just don't want to scoot with you. And, oh boy. And I kind of hope to jump to at least one other European country while I'm there. It's like, it'd be a shame to be over there. And, you know, in one of the breaks during, when, once we hit knockout, we'll have a couple of periods where it's like a couple of days without a game. I would love to maybe hit Berlin or try to go to Barcelona or even go up to London. So we'll see. I want to I go to Ireland. I want to go to Iceland. I want to go to Portugal. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to, uh, there's another one, but I can't remember it right now. But I, I have dreams. Um, I'm trying to see how money fits into that. Yeah, that's the thing. All yeah. Right. At Scotia underscore home asks, why do you think there haven't been any trades? Are they waiting to see if anything happens to Sky Blue? No, I don't think Sky Blue really plays a factor in it. Um, I think teams might be waiting to see what assets they get in the draft before they start making trades again before the season. Maybe we'll see more trades closer to the draft. I think we're going to see a lot of activity closer to the draft. I think not having uh, all the coaches in the league um, is probably a hindrance to this. Um, I imagine that coaches are lining up, uh, GMs are lining up what those traits will look like. But um, having, you know, a third of the coaches not signed um, would impact trading. All right, at XOWOZO1 asks, which players have been entertaining you the most the offseason? Uh, aside from, like, actually playing on the pitch in W League, it's probably that little posse with, like, Haran, Sonnet, Lavelle, and, like, sometimes Sam Mewis pops in. There was a, an Insta where Lindsay Haran, like, literally is bullying Emily Sonnet, but, like, kicking over her scooter. Yeah, I like that Sana did a poll when uh, to try to get Christine Sinclair to hang out with her. <laughs> I, I like my thorns. Christine Sinclair named Canada Soccer Player of the Year again. For the 14th Fort- time. Is that all? Yawn. Whatever. Yeah, right? Like, oh, is she going to get a medal from the Queen this time? <sighs> to add to her collection of medals from the Queen? Yeah, to add. Uh, she should get a sword. Ooh. Petition for her to get a sword. I mean, she's entitled, I think, to like a coat of arms and stuff now or something like that because she's been given some formal order. She's entitled to those letters you can add after your name that indicate you're fancy now. Do we get to call her like sir? What's what's the lady? God, I don't want to call her lady. Lady Sinclair. Ugh. Ugh. Baroness Sinclair. Countess. No, No, none of those. None of those sound great. Duchess. No. 
know. Queen. 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 That's okay. the only one that fits. Um, at Rainmaster, do you know how to build an arc for the 2.5 inches of rain we got yesterday? I'm assuming that's in Seattle from the name Rainmaster. Uh, I live in a place that gets, like, a lots of rain and snow. So I would... I don't know. Do they have basements in Seattle? Doesn't everyone have a sump pump? That's, uh, that's how you do it. That's how you cope with rain. Sump pumps. People, people have basements, but I don't think people have sump pumps because we're not used to, I say we, being Pacific Northwest, uh-huh. not Seattle, um, not used to that amount of rain all at once. Mm. Um, yes, I could probably build a boat. Wow. So handy. Uh, I, I have confidence in myself. Real, I'm, I'm going through a confidence phase right now. Real soccer question. Which end of sale team is best and worst prepared to lose their number one goalkeeper for the many weeks of the Women's World Cup? It's a little tougher, right? Because uh, it's not just the United States. Lydia Williams will probably be gone as well. Not to pop your bubble or anything. I'm getting, I was going to say Portland. Portland might be keeping French. I think, I think Nair and Harris will be going unless whatever, whatever, happens. whatever. I think France fine. should go. I think France that's should fine. definitely go. The I could see the courage losing Sabrina D'Angelo, maybe, although for some reason she's kind of like not high up in the pecking order at Canada that much either. Then Kaylin, Sh- oh, Sky Blue actually could lose Kaylin Sheridan with Canada. Yes, that might be tough for them. I don't know how much realistically it would change about their results barring a major like cultural shift at the club yeah seattle lydia williams i would say seattle would feel it sky blue would feel it all of them they'll all feel it everybody who literally everybody who has international players going to the world cup is going to feel it next year prepared to lose so i guess they're asking more about like who has the best number two backup keeper um i don't know uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think anybody does. Okay. Um at P Keeler one six seven does Crystal Dunn play left back and NWSL ahead of the World Cup where she will play left back? If so, for what team? North, North Carolina think, Courage. I don't think Dunn's going to play in NWSL. Uh, she will after the fact. She'll she'll do like one match. Yeah, but for the courage, Paul Riley hasn't played her at left back and he's certainly not going to Paul Riley doesn't seem the type to me to get an email Follow from direction. US Soccer being like, hey, player at left back, and him going, okie dokie, I sure will. Okie dokie. I'll absolutely do that. At STL United FC, any plans to attend She Believes or Countdown to the Cup matches? I will probably be going to at least one She Believes match because it's in my neck of the woods. I will not, but I also will not give US Soccer any money. Yeah, that would be USA versus Japan down in Pennsylvania. So that might be the one I try to make. We'll see. Uh, Actually, it's more likely I might try to make USA versus Mexico because that one's at Red Bull. Last one, at Bilinar. I hope I'm getting that right. Will this new player, Danny Capricola, make the Women's World Cup 19 roster? I know it's a joke, but it's also cruel to even suggest that Danny Colaprico could make a World Cup roster. I I don't want to think about the possibility. Because it's just such a a sad scenario with Colaprico. Jill tried her, and she's probably never going to call Colaprico up again. Correct. It's like, you got your cap. Fans can stop yelling at me now. You know, fans, fans making decisions. That's the wave of the future. That's social media engagement, you know? Social media engagement. They can do you, a, get bonus, you get a bonus for that. Or they can stream some of this stuff live on Twitch. Stop it. 
they can ask fans to submit their best FIFA 19 rosters. Like, oh my god, we're gonna that's all France is gonna be. So here's 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 a question. Are you gonna get a cell phone plan in France? I think I'm gonna have to. What's the well, big network over there? Orange, I think it's called. I, I have no fucking clue. I'll like, get a I'll get a disposable one. Yeah, I'll get a one prepaid. That can, one that I can drop in random dunk tanks and then <sighs> just go to the store and get a new one. I think I might get a prepaid cell in France. So there's at least a I can contact other people in France. Right? Like anybody else who has a phone in France, I can I can well, call. I I'm kind of looking forward to the old timey like rotary phones that they have in France. Do they still have rotary phones in France? Is that I like mean, in, in my brain? Yeah, some do. like charming French thing where they're yeah, like, no, like it's a charming little. You can all have the French town, and you have to go f- to the corner. And you Americans with your phone. fucking buttons, uh, <laughs> like just chain smoking. <laughs> I, your I, in my head, France is like ten percent industrial, like not industrialized, but ten percent like urban, and ninety percent countryside, and like you go out to the corner and get like you go to the market and buy fresh cheese and milk and it's not like a farmer's market it's just like that's the grocery store and it's it's under the tuscan sun i really want france to be under the tuscan sun and i know that they're different countries but i really (laughs) want that to be like you you know what i mean Uh uh-huh um i mean i know france is technically the size of texas but they do have a population of like 65 70 million people I know, but I, I'm just telling you what I want my France to be. I just looked it up. So France has a population of 67 million people. Texas has a population of 28 million people. So it's about the same size geographically, but they've got, you know, almost three times as many people. So it doesn't really you're, feel like... You're really breaking my balls with this one. <laughs> like, in my head, I'm going to be riding a bike through the countryside to go to a match. Wouldn't that be lovely? On cobblestone roads, or like You're riding your bike roads. on a cobblestone road, Jesus. Well, you know, my brain isn't exactly put the whole thing together. It's not like I'm a writer and writing these stories. I'm just in my head. I'm riding a little bike with the basket to a match and being like, "Go team, go!" And then going Hello, to get team. a baguette and cheese and wine afterwards. I mean, the baguette and cheese and wine part will pretty definitely happen. I just don't think we're going to get it from some charming. Uh, fresh air market. It's gonna be from, you know, like a boulangerie or something. Not not necessarily I know. supermarket. I know, but I want it to be under the Tuscan sun. Well, why don't you work on your France fantasy, and you you can bring it into the next episode. I'm gonna absolutely work on my France fantasy. I'm gonna I'm I'm starting now, and uh, we went. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll we'll work on French too. I can give you some basic lessons in French. We'll work on the like. Where is, how do I, I'm sorry, I'm an American. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, where's the bathroom? Je suis désolé, je suis américain. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be able to say that. Just say désolé, wherever you go, it doesn't matter. Désolé, point to désolé. yourself and go américain. Désolé, I'm just going to go désolé, désolé. <laughs> désolé, I'm really well, sorry, désolé. You did your best. <laughs> That's all we can do. That's all I'm any gonna, of us can do I'm is our get best. a bunch of, you, I tried stickers. And I'm just, when I order food, I'm going to be like, I tried to order a burger. Look what I got. You should, like, count up the our chai stickers over the day. Like, oh put them on God. a little calendar, and then we'll look at the end of the month. Like, if the stickers, like, if they stay the same over the course of the month, or if they slowly, you know, trend downwards. 
over your I same hope, brand. I, I really hope, and it's a goal in my life, that I only make a mistake once. I don't like to repeat mistakes. And so I really do hope that either the stickers are increasing because I'm getting more adventurous or the stickers are decreasing because I am getting better at being a tourist in France. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm not stressed. I'm not worried. It'll be fine.